You had a very interesting question. Yeah, I wanted you to tell us the story about when uh, you got scammed when you when you were trying to uh, sell your account. No, not sell. Buy an account, right? Was it? No, I was trading items. So okay. I was trying to sell in-game items okay. for real-life money. And what happened was uh, uh, the guy basically he sent me the money on PayPal. Okay, PayPal. Okay. And then I traded him the items in game. Okay. He took the items and then like on PayPal, I guess uh, they usually like stand with the buyer. Okay. And when they dispute a transaction or something, uh, the buyer gets his money back. Interesting oh. to know. So I gave him all the expensive items and he sent the money and then he managed to get it back. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah. how much, was how much did you set? Like it was worth maybe four thousand, five thousand dollars. Oh, okay, wow, <laughs> yeah. that's a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yani gaming assets and uh, uh, which which game? Uh, it's not a very well known game, but uh, it's called Rose Rose Online. Okay. It's a super old game, like Wait. back in two thousand eight or two thousand seven. Oh wow, yeah, that was a long time yeah. ago, over okay. ten years ago. So, yani, what we can pick up from that is that gaming assets can Value, can be valued for so much mm-hmm. but there's no transparency when you're dealing with people yeah that's true so what website did you use to do that transaction no it was in-game in-game okay so in-game okay. I, no no so the transaction took place on paypal okay but it was right after i gave the guy the items in-game okay so so we, so we had a trade in-game okay so basically like in a game when you trade someone you get a trade log okay mm-hmm. a trade box basically mm-hmm. and then you drag your items into the trade box and then you hit confirm and exchange and stuff like that. And then afterwards, the guy sent me the the, the money on PayPal. And then, and then he you disputed. sent him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he I think he, he knew that he will get the money back. Yeah. So. Our guest today is Ali Al-Mu'alla. He is one of our students who is specializing in the gaming industry of blockchain technology. You're going to hear very interesting insights from his side on how to integrate blockchain into the gaming world in terms of game design, in terms, in terms of token economics, and etc. The podcast will explore different innovations, different applications of blockchain technology. It's made for any listener who is interested in blockchain. You can be a professional or simply someone who has a curious mind. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy uh, this episode with us. Welcome to Blockpreneurs. Was this trading legit on the gaming platform? It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was so you can't really sell your in-game items for real-life money because okay. it goes against the game's terms and conditions. What's the so consequences you might face? You can get uh, banned completely one, off one of thing. the game. So there was one point I got uh, an IP ban, so I can't even register an account oh. or create an account that to play sucks. the game. Yeah, yeah That really sucks. <laughs> so uh, this is like an issue that people face in gaming. And yes, they do. There is Since there is demand for wanting to trade to trade their in-game assets. However, there aren't any marketplaces. Yeah, so idealized, ex- I would say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because there are a lot of games in which uh, people tend to sell their accounts instead of selling in-game items. So the in- the in-game items are in the accounts, but they can't really trade the items. So what they do is they sell the the whole account. Okay. All at once to someone else, yeah. Yeah. So you can't really do it, but in micro perspective, you have to either sell the entire account mm-hmm. or 
uh, keep the entire account with exactly. you. Exactly. So exactly. with the rise of technologies like blockchain technology, how do you see this changing? Good question. Okay, <laughs> so like when you have a smart contract, yeah, uh, two sides, two the two parties should basically fulfill uh, the conditions of the contract, right? Yeah. So when I'm buying an item from you, I get to transfer the the money or whatever it is mm. into the contract. Yeah, the contract holds the money. Yeah, the contract holds the money and then the item as well. So the, the yeah. guy selling the item sends it to the, to the smart contract. Yeah, so the contract holds the ownership and the money at the same time. Exactly. Until the terms and the conditions are yeah, met. Yeah, once they, they're met, the smart contract executes itself and both sides get their... Uh, yeah, automatically does yeah. the transfer. Yeah. There's obviously transparency in this because you exactly. can track everything going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so then to do these transactions, now developers need to accept and allow these trading of items. Yes, yeah, so what they're doing nowadays, like most AAA games are like, I would say they're... Like it's it's monopolized. They're not allowing players to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. So instead, they just release new items and make sure they get to milk everyone in the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the way the way the gaming market, I would say now, when it comes to earning money, it's mm. all on the developer side. Players, although they give a lot of time, mm. uh, yeah, most of the time which is valuable energy. for them, earning something out of it is not possible because the control is more held on the developer side yeah and yeah i mean it would be possible mm-hmm. in some games but then it comes with a lot of risks like getting banned getting scammed and yeah so with blockchain technology with the tool that we have with blockchain other than smart contracts mm-hmm. what's uh, other innovation that we can have will it give more control to the player like that's that's highly spoken of that Mm -hmm. one of the elements where blockchain can be implemented within the gaming industry is giving more power to players yeah yeah i would say ownership will play a big role like if we implement blockchain into gaming because then uh, players will have the items on a blockchain yeah, they would yeah. be like register. You would have to connect like the system. Yes, so to a you'd, you'd have network. a wallet. Uh, you'd yeah. have a wallet, and the item would be basically an NFT, mm-hmm. and then like you can use it in game, for example. Yeah. And then, and then it's it's on your address basically. So you own the item. Yeah. You do whatever you want with it. You can move it to marketplaces, secondary secondary markets, and yeah, you get yeah. complete ownership over yeah. it. And that's not what you see nowadays in games. It's not a possibility. Not I mean, people can sell their items. It's just uh, it goes against the, the rules. Yeah, of like, the like it's all in the gray market. I would mm, say the black market. The black yeah. market. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not. It's not still not legalized. Mm. Uh, like the only way is to go to the gray market. And I guess if you want to go through marketplaces, there will have to be a lot of cost in middleman. You cannot do it from a player to player. Yeah, that's true. Peer to peer, which is the concept, which is the concept of blockchain. Yeah. No, it's a good concept. Yeah, I need to discuss because uh, the thing is with these kind of transactions, there is a lot of centralization, right? So mm. if these platforms allow you to trade, they still control how the trading happens, and there is not much um, 
openness to it it's not really an open market you know where you can take the money out wherever you want or mm. spend it however you want so it's kind of a restriction that exists because of the way the system works so okay. with innovations and technologies that are upcoming especially with blockchain technology you would have the capability to have trusted um, methods of transacting in gaming uh, basically platforms and etc mm. and games so um, you bring a really good point yeah so how would we like establish a platform that's outside of the centralization and the control and, and it's something i think we speak we spoke a lot about is when we create these marketplaces developers don't have to lose off the revenue yeah so yeah they can make money off of royalties so they get a percentage of every transaction that happens on that marketplace yeah so like player one would sell Mm. to player two and then the developer would get uh, a percentage of the revenue and then Mm -hmm. if player two sells to player three they would still get a a royalty out of that as it will be coded and this is now possible because of blockchain technology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of want to circle back a bit to the start since you've you've spoken about uh, gaming in a bit of a general way but I want to ask you from a personal perspective mm. like when did you start to become interested in gaming and when did you start to make a connection between gaming and blockchain what got you interested into this field so I started gaming back when I was eight or seven years yeah. old and was not uh, like PC games, just uh, like Nintendo and uh, PlayStation, things like that. But then when I was 12, I got into this game, Rose. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was still new to it. So I never really knew that in-game items could be valuable. Yeah. And along the years, I noticed that... Uh, and like within the game, I noticed there are items that you barely see. Yeah. And I had no clue they were worth a lot. And then when I kept asking around in the game, they told me like this goes for like a thousand dollars. That's why you don't see it in, in the game. Yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy. So that's when I started like, okay, so in-game items are actually worth a lot, can be worth a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that game. It was also in CSGO. You've got knives that are worth a lot. You've got like... Other games as well, like let's say PUBG as well, it has a oh, lot yeah. of items. Yeah. And uh, what was your question again? Yeah, so my question was, you answered like the first part, which is okay. when did you start to get interested into gaming? Mm. But when did you make the connection that specializing in blockchain technology for gaming is something uh, uh, that works for let you? Let me just add before Ali answers. Okay. The first time I spoke with Ali when yeah. he was interested in joining the program was like, I'm interested in the crypto and in finance. Mm, <laughs> so it was something true. completely <laughs> different. <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but then given the process we follow on the Institute, we, the recommendation was in gaming. So I would say, how did you feel about that when we said gaming mm-hmm. for you the first time? It's not finance. And then how do you feel? How did you feel then? And how do you feel now since that like you've become more knowledgeable about blockchain and how can you implement it in in gaming okay okay so so i studied finance my major was finance yeah so it's only normal for me to think okay i got a major in finance like blockchain finance so Mm -hmm. but then when i got the results and then you guys recommended uh, gaming it made sense because i know a lot about gaming so why not 
Yeah. And then when I got into it, got to learn uh, about the play to earn games and then the uh, metaverse and all that. I was like, okay, something's wrong. Like no one's making money out of it. And if they are just for a period of time, then that's it. The game dies and like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Fair enough. You, you raise <laughs> a very good point. And this is what a lot of people, when they debate against using blockchain in gaming, that where is the sustainability of it? Mm. Uh, the long-term success, especially after the hype that happened in 2021 with Axie Infinity. Uh, and then there was other NFTs where there is a huge hype, huge trading. And then now people don't value these uh, in-game items like before and collectibles. Mm. Now you know about blockchain. You see the use cases of it. Do you still find it that it's sustainable and if it's sustainable how like what's the mindset that people need to have when they come and think they're implementing blockchain technology in the gaming industry to achieve this long-term success? Okay. Okay, good question. Okay. So I think it would be sustainable if the game is as good as traditional games. So mm-hmm. that's the problem with today's games. It's that uh, blockchain games are just, you know, blockchain, crypto, buy this, buy that. And then, like, it's just hype at the end of the day. It's nothing, like, it's not even real. Like, you, mm-hmm. get, you get in, sure, you make money. And then the game dies, the... the the project ends up being a scam and they're attracting the get rich mentality more than the actual gamers Mm, like yourself yeah so they don't focus on the game like they're like the game is very basic and when when you're creating a game you need to target the gaming industry like like actual gamers Mm mm-hmm not get just, them to play the game for the game. Yeah, yeah. Before so not, you get them to play for actually earning. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you can't really use blockchain or crypto just to get like people to play the game. Yeah. Because then you're not targeting real gamers, and mm-hmm. that's wrong. Because you want the game to be sustainable. How how is it sustainable? It's when you get actual gamers. Yeah, you get to build the audience for the platform yeah. who are actually interested in. Mm-hmm chipping in hours and actually chasing the in-game assets and you know etc yeah so then you can incorporate in a way so um in in your opinion how do you think play to earn should be used in these games like where do you do you see it coming if you were to let's say uh play on a platform based on blockchain where do you see play to earn come into play I think play to earn should come at a later time, like once the game is established, like once there is uh, an economy, a, a, well, uh, a good economy, basically. And then you need to know how to uh, release items. So this would be, uh, what's it called? Gamify? No, not Gamify. Game e- Tokenomics. 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 Yeah. That's the yeah. So you need tokenomics. You need to know when you can release the items. You need to know, like, what, like, how many rare items are, are there gonna be in the game? And what's the supply for? And example. what's the supply? Yeah. yeah. So if you get a lot of rare items, then 
they lose their value. Yeah, yeah. You can't make money out of it because everyone has everyone it. Everyone has it, yeah. yeah. If so something everyone has, mm, then it's you don't want this anymore. <laughs> it loses its value. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I was uh, telling Noura about this. I was reading about a game that where, so for example, uh, you have to think a lot about dealing with cryptocurrencies inside of your game. So mm. some games, for example, choose to build their own cryptocurrency and that is a hurdle on its own and it's a different plan but then you have other games that use their own in-game tokens that are linked to other cryptocurrencies so uh, i think there is a lot that goes into play with token economics the way the way ali portrays it and i really like it is he understands the separation of there is something we call game design and then Mm. there's something we call game economy yeah Mm. and if you want to build a successful game, it's very important that you have a very strong and powerful game design that will bring players for the game itself. Mm. Yeah. And the then audience. parallel to that, because any traditional game has a game economy, you will use blockchain to maintain and manage the game economics mm-hmm. of that game. Uh, so yeah it's interesting what genre what game genre do you like to play wait let me, let me go back so okay i want to talk about axie infinity okay, okay. yeah so let's thing, dive into it yeah <laughs> so the thing with axie infinity is when it was first released a lot of people played the game so for people who are listening to us and they do not know what axie infinity is uh, axie infinity is a blockchain based game okay and I'm not sure how the gameplay is exactly. So I think it's using pets to like uh, get into. You get to use your pets. Yeah. To fight other pets or get and into then, battles. I'm not sure how it goes, but okay. but what you get out of it is uh, is a cryptocurrency called SLP. I believe. SLP token. SLP yeah. token. Mm-hmm. So I would say like sixty percent of the players played it just to make money money yeah so what happens when you have like a lot of players just trying to make a make a make a, a buck basically. Yeah. <laughs> of it, yeah yeah so you end up uh, like with, with inflation you get a lot of mm. coins in the market so the supply goes up demand goes down, down and yeah. the, you lose you lose the coins value yeah, the coin yeah. loses its value and then it crashes yeah there. so that's what happened with axie infinity and I'm pretty sure they're working on it right now. Like, I wouldn't say that's the 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 biggest issue because yeah. I'm not quite sure like what went wrong with Axie, but this is part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So, hmm. yeah, Axie Infinity started at the time where the technology was <coughs> like in the hype of 2021. Yeah, COVID was right there. after the pandemic. Mm. The pandemic was there. There yeah. are a lot of people that were trying to find ways to make money and uh, play to earn was one of the option, especially mm-hmm. in developing countries. I think after 2021, 2022, people started to realize that yeah and it's it the supply is like the the number of players is too high in supplies that there is the tokens became worthless for them yeah. i would say yeah but as you said Axie is still working on learning from their experiment to find mm-hmm. a different model it's a good a, experiment to see and learn from so that when future game developers come they understand how to build the right game economy that it's mm-hmm. not the focus is not play to earn mm. it's you come and play 
And as you said, in the long term, you start earning money. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That would be good. Yeah, I think the inspiring thing in technology is that it never stops growing. So any failure that happens in terms of any application, not that I'm saying that Axie Infinity has failed, but in general, any application that faces any struggles or hurdles, you mm. will always anticipate and see something else that comes out there where we learn from the mistakes that were made in different applications. Yeah, that's true. So it's always growing. It's always exciting. And I think that's, at least it is for me, that is one of the reasons I feel so passionate to mm. keep going in this industry because I always know that there was there will be something new out there mm. that builds on top of whatever is here. So whatever we see right now, there's something better coming right after it. Yeah. So yeah. let me bring you back to my question. What gen what game genre do you like to play? I would say first person shooter. Ash. So something like CSGO, um, Valorant. So FPS stands for uh, you said it like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I learned this from you because for me when you speak about gaming, I'm more on mobile mm. and then FES is on PC, if I'm yeah. not wrong. Not and necessarily, console? it could be on, on the phone as well. well. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, so I do have a random question about that because I, I was reading a bit about uh, games and um, there was someone who was saying that it's it might be easier to implement like blockchain games on browser um, gaming uh, versus download downloadable gaming. I don't know a lot about gaming, so I just want to know what do you think? Yeah, that's this. true. I mean, downloadable. I'm, I'm not sure how it works, to be honest, but most games are, most blockchain based games are on browsers. They're yeah. not like, it's not like you get to download the game and then blockchain is there. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how the design works exactly. I think the technology is still a long way ahead to mm. make because of maybe interoperability issues, having to connect to like platforms such as Ethereum or Solana, like doing on mobile is. Uh, but in fact, actually, Apple allows games, for example, with NFTs, mm. which yeah. has boosted demand for mobile games, games. as opposed yeah. to... Uh, you, you brought a really good point. You said in blockchain, we're working a lot on interoperability to make applications accessible by different networks of blockchain, mm. because in blockchain, mm -hmm. we don't have one network. We have so many different networks to choose from, depending on our uh, like use case. So interoperability is a really good topic to explore here. Um, how do you see interoperability uh, in gaming using blockchain? Okay, so blockchain gaming. So let's take Blizzard for, for uh, as an example. Okay. Okay, Blizzard is a well-known company that has a lot of games. You've got Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, uh, not sure what else, Overwatch. Okay. So these are three different games by the same company. Yeah, and they have a popular crowd. Too. Yeah, they do. So if you had interoperability there, people can switch items from game to game, right? Yeah. And like they're completely different games. It's just if the games had some similarities, then people could easily use their rare items from different games. Rare items like weapons, skins. Like weapons, avatars, uh, cosmetics, things like that. Yeah. 
So people can like I'm playing Overwatch. I have an axe. I wanna switch it to. I, I wanna use it on another game. Say World of Warcraft. Okay. Okay, that would be possible. It's just not very convincing because they're completely different, different games, different worlds. Yeah. So unless they have similarities, then yeah, that might work well, I guess. But it's a point to explore. Like if you're someone who's building a future game and you have the uh you have the specialization and the tool of blockchain it's mm. something that you can put into game design like you guys mentioned yeah. earlier like it comes so into like yeah, it opens new possibilities that were not possible before yeah. i would say it For makes sure. it smoother i would say having the in-game currency Is, would play a role because okay. like i want to sell an item mm-hmm. and then all these three games have a single marketplace okay yeah and you can sell your item on like on the marketplace like yeah. you're playing overwatch you sell your item there you get to buy an item on world of warcraft so they all have the same currencies yeah, and yeah, yeah. you don't have to worry about uh, having to get a different currency on a different game or worry about like mm. the transaction fee or whatever the conversion fee or whatever yeah, it, exactly. it just makes it more smooth mm. that's for sure yeah that would make sense so how was your journey so far since you started with I would say trading in crypto, then going deep into the blockchain technology. And now you're currently working on developing your own business using blockchain in the gaming sector. How do you feel this entrepreneur journey is going so far with you? Let's start with trading. I got into, so I wanted to start investing. And then the easiest way I found was crypto. Because if you're getting into stocks, you need a lot of, you need to share a lot of details and <laughs> it takes forever. There's a lot of KYC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I decided to get into crypto because it's way easier. You just need to like scan your ID, you know, put it here, take a picture of yourself with a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> And then you're in the market. And then you're in the market, you're there. <laughs> you're on your own though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't if you come lose it all, it's, it's all on you. <laughs> <laughs> so I started on, I started trading in a platform which was like basically known in the GCC, in the Gulf countries, but uh, it didn't have a lot of coins. Okay. It's like just the top yeah. 10 coins or top 15 coins and... I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I was buying all the coins, basically, <laughs> <laughs> and I had no clue what they were. Every egg in a different basket. Yeah. Do you still have these coins? No, 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 no. no. I saw them <laughs> at profit or loss. That's a good question. We'll come to that. Just wait. <laughs> uh, so I got a lot of coins, and then I decided to sell them all. Because I saw one coin go like up 30%. I was like, yeah, that's the one. (laughs) So I buy that coin. Two minutes, five minutes later, it's down 5% or something. (laughs) So then uh, I met this friend who told me about another platform, which is very well known. And I moved to that. And then he started telling me about smart contracts, layer two, layer ones, and then uh, altcoins. Mm, what else low market cap coins what to look for mm. and that's when my crypto so journey started, started you started learning before yeah. going yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledge <laughs> takes you a long way <laughs> uh, that's when it all started and uh, how is it going 
No, it went bad. It went really bad. <laughs> no, how is no, the how is it go- Yeah, in general, let's keep the the initial crypto phase okay. on its side. How no, is it going in general? I think what Ali wants to say is that this brought him into the the core led you. of yeah. Led yeah, because because I, I didn't know what I was putting my money in. Like <laughs> like I didn't get the technology, so. Mm. I felt like okay if I'm investing in something at least know what I'm investing, investing in. in yeah and then I got into blockchain and I started learning things I started with bitcoin okay yeah so I knew it was yeah. a ledger the OG yeah the OG <laughs> so bitcoin and then ethereum and then yeah but then I lost it all in luna yeah. it was a good day <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. No, no. People need to know that you don't go blind. Yeah, mm. that's one yeah. thing, and then it's a risk, mm. and that's one of the reasons is we highly encourage that people invest in learning the core of the technology itself. Core sciences. Yeah, the core sciences of the technology itself. Understand how the technology works. And then come up with u- utility use cases. Because if you just go blindly on just crypto, mm. and then you don't know if these tokens actually have intrinsic value, have a utility, there's no long-term su- mm-hmm. sustainability in it. Mm. And and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like I, I think cryptocurrency can be the star of the show, but it also can be the byproduct of so many different things. So if you look beyond trading yeah. in crypto, you'll see so many things as you have seen yourself. Mm. Right? So, na- yeah. so, na- yeah. so now you know more about the technology and you're one of the people who actually lost from crypto. Yeah. Do you still believe in the technology? I do. <laughs> okay. I do. Some people, they lose it all and they never go back. In. Yeah. So mm. that, that's why I'm asking, because some people, they went into the crypto hype, they lost and then they're like, that's it. This is not... Let's give them some credit. Yeah. It's, the loss is not easy. <laughs> it is painful. Sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, but if you want to survive, yeah. you got to keep you going. You need to learn the sciences behind it. And mm. you're you're a person who is learning the sciences. So how, how does it feel now? Or how do you, what do you perceive believe it. now, perceive in the technology? I feel like there are a lot of uh, like different types of, Uh, blockchains or chains I would say like layer one layer twos and all that and I feel like everyone's trying to compete so again this is like this sounds more like the internet bubble when a lot of companies failed and there are a few that succeeded so this is what blockchain the blockchain industry feels like right now Mm -hmm. so a lot of application started and yeah, but that's that's normal with every emerging technology mm, there's yeah, like true. The, bubble. the like the hype and then there are like a peak and then after the peak there's a drop mm. and then from there there are people who would uh, you and a lot of it discussed fight under the Gartner model a lot of it are saying did we reach the enlightenment phase now mm. uh, or not are we seeing uh, are we trying finding benefits and use cases and there are many businesses that in blockchain that are like now we're here and discussing and you can define use cases and benefits about using blockchain in gaming industry, especially with giving more ownership to the players, which will 
give like I would say align the incentives of people who develop and people mm. who play uh, which was difficult before I would say given how the system was designed now mm -hmm. it opens <clears throat> more possibilities so I do have a question yeah so, <laughs> so I feel like people sometimes use um, gaming in blockchain and metaverse interchangeably so how do you see so like they use it um so basically people use uh, metaverse and blockchain sometimes as if they're the same thing so they refer to metaverse as if it's mm. like every gaming and blockchain is just the metaverse no, 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 you know no, anyway yeah. obviously it's not yeah. so can you like describe the difference do you want to talk about like that? between gaming and the metaverse yeah like actual gaming yeah, yeah, actual gaming, like actual gaming and blockchain. Like, why, why is, why is the metaverse not gaming? I would. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a better way to phrase it. Okay, so <laughs> when it comes to like uh, logging in to, into the metaverse, it's just like an open world where people get to interact with each other. Okay. And then you've got casinos and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and shops and you know. Yeah, and really bad games. Like, <laughs> they're not even fun. <laughs> And uh, I think it was just a hype because people get to buy lands and stuff. But like, what do they end up doing with those lands? I mm -hmm. think they're still figuring this out. Yeah, I, it, uh, I like, feel like it has potential, but not at the moment. Is one of the uh, game in game blockchain based games that are were selling land and now is going to give uh, the feature that people can design on these lands, build on mm. it. Which is quite interesting. I feel like it was used a lot as a marketing tool for a lot yeah, of Yeah, I got into brands. Sandbox at one point yeah. and I read about it and it's like they promised a lot of things, but, but these things never came. Okay, the they're still working yes, towards I, it. I'm guessing that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's taking longer time. So mm. the metaverse and the gaming world and blockchain do not have to be the same there different concepts yeah different concepts for sure yeah, that's a consensus on that <laughs> yeah i don't know because i feel like it was something that was okay let, let me bring you to your journey in in learning blockchain back so now that you know more of blockchain and you started to work on your business idea uh what or like business concept what insights would you give to people who hear the word blockchain or who hear the word nft and then they would tell you no this is a failure i would say read do your <laughs> research man because <laughs> you don't even know you're just you just heard like your friend got scammed or something and then yeah. or maybe you lost a lot of money but that doesn't mean that the the tech isn't there it's, it's actually there but it, it needs some time for people to like how, how difficult was it for you to learn about the technology did it take a lot of effort yes it's gonna take forever <laughs> for me to get blocked in <laughs> it's I mean, to be fair it's very complex yeah so. it is complex but there are things you can understand but i hope we made it easier with us like <laughs> by if, being if part we're gonna of talk Excellence about Swiss. yeah if we're gonna talk about excellence with blockchain mm. What brought you to Accents with blockchain? Um, the money I lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but no, like, I mean... So what, I, what got me into... Yeah. So usually when, like, when I first got into blockchain and crypto, uh, 
I kept trying to do my own research. Okay. And then like I, d- I didn't know where to start. Yeah, because uh, there are resources online, but... Yeah, but then it's not structured in exactly. a way that would like... Take you from Take you from point to point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with Excellence Swiss, it's like, okay, so I start with this first. Like you get to learn the basics and then you get into more details and then more details and then things can be repetitive, but then it it... it it gets you like like it gets engraved in your head yeah yeah so practice makes perfect exactly sometimes you need exactly. to repeat some concepts do you feel it prepared to... you well and pushed you into an entrepreneurship journey that you've always wanted to do or it pushed open possibilities that you didn't even expect you'd be going to. i am yet to know <laughs> <laughs> you're still on the no, journey it's, yeah. it's good it's good to be yeah. honest yeah. um because I heard no, it's because like I haven't started anything yet. I know. I'm so just... I like once I get into it. But do you feel you've have a strong base to now start establishing? You're more like confident than I would say two years or a year ago to build a business using blockchain technology. Definitely, I I I would say I learned a lot. And then it's just. You still need to like put in the hours. The, yeah, the, the <laughs> <And> <laughs> you I, need to invest time and energy. It's it's again blockchain is complex. Mm. It's not only about cryptocurrency. Like Moses said, it's the tip. Cryptocurrencies are the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot going under. Yeah, under the mm. hood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's an like a lot of the use cases, the benefits. We're still are still experimented, we're testing them. Something to touch up upon since we're talking about learning blockchain. The other thing that you also can learn, and I think a lot of people sometimes just assume you are born with this skill, but in my opinion, in my experience at least, uh, the entrepreneurial part, so the entrepreneurial skill is something that you can develop over time. So it takes Mm. sometimes practice and it takes uh, shaping your mind and the way you think and the way you perceive things alongside with learning like obviously other skills like the technical parts of blockchain the sciences and etc so i think it's really important for people to understand that you can become an entrepreneur if you put enough effort and be at the right place at the right time with the right kind of guidance that will mm. take you uh, and shift your mindset and be able to build something that is prosperous for you is sustainable and etc so that's true no one's really born with it yeah because like you would hear a, you would hear a lot of success stories yeah but you never really know what they went through to get there mm. and so the actual so you're giving them a glimpse of what you're going mm. through to yeah, get yeah. There. yeah i mean <laughs> if we look years, at this once you launch your business yeah. like this is something to look back and say yeah this is where i was the launching pad mm. for you yeah, yeah it is it is going to be uh in my opinion, it's going to be a very exciting journey for each and every person, I guess. Is mm. there any final words you want to say when for concluding? Well, no, <laughs> any words of wisdom you want to impart on words people, especially people who, let's say, hear about blockchain and are still skeptic, for example, or are still like they need one final push to actually get into this world. What would you impart on them? Just read, you know. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to read because they yeah. don't read. No one reads. Yeah, like, no one. There are people that read. It's just 
it's it's digest the information. Digest the information <laughs> and then it's unknown. Do you feel there is a lot of unknown in the industry because it's new? People are just there's risks when you of take, course there is risks. Yeah, you know we're not being to blind take. to them. We mm. understand. But again, <laughs> you're right. When people read, then you lower down. Yeah, that you, risks you become and the know. unknown you start mm. moving from the unknown to the known and you start mm-hmm. seeing the beauty of things and the possibilities that's true it makes a big difference mm. all right so it's a wrap <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap <laughs> <laughs>